Good morning, New Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church, a place where love abides with Pastor Dontel Halls as our senior pastor. I'm your host for your Sunday school hour, Reverend Bill Riley. Today's lesson is coming from the book of Luke, the gospel according to Luke chapter 7 verses 1 through 10. Now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. He entered the city of Capernaum and received the unusual request. Capernaum became somewhat of a home base for Jesus and the center from which he expanded his ministry. In verse 2 it says, And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. A certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. Now, after reading verse 2, I just discovered that because in verse 1 we were talking about Jesus as the subject, and in verse 2 it says, A certain centurion servant who was dear unto him, was it unto Jesus? Or was it unto the centurion? That's a good question. Food for thought. Let's read on. Verse 3 says, And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. So right there, it is referring to the centurion. But as I read it for the 15th time, it would appear that the subject matter would have been Jesus. Thank God for verse three. Let me read that again. And when he had, and when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. So it's talking about the centurion servant. And the centurion which we've learned that is a commander of the Roman army, somewhat over a hundred or more men, had power and authority over the Jews. But this centurion concern for such a servant of his, he sent the elders. Hmm, who are the elders of the Jews? The elders of the Jews were the Jewish leaders of the day. It would have been religiously or politically. They were considered those in authority over ruling over the Jewish nation. However, the, Jew, the Jewish leaders wasted no time presenting their requests to Jesus. They besought him instantly. Their high regard for the centurions was displayed in their explanation that this man was worthy of receiving Jesus' help. Practical point number one, we are blessed to have people to intercede for us before the Lord. An interesting change was suddenly taking place in Luke's gospel. Up to this point, Jesus had been portrayed as dealing exclusively with the Jews, but now he is shown beginning to pay attention to the Gentiles, those who were non-Jews. What seemed to have been most 
important to look at this point where the attitudes beginning display. A miracle was coming, but it is mentioned only briefly in Luke 7.10. Here we are seeing the attitudes of the centurions towards the Jews, towards Jesus, and later towards his authority. So the centurion sent the Jewish elders to be sought to beg, to plead with Jesus to come to intercede for, on the behalf of the servant of the centurion. Most likely the servant uh, may have been a Jewish person. It may have been a Gentile. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say. But let's read on verse 4. Verse 3 says, And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for him for whom he should do this thing. Speaking of the centurion, verse 5 says, And he loved our nation. The Jewish leadership is explaining to Jesus the characteristics of the centurion, for he loved our nation. He have built us a synagogue, which is in our day, uh, today's language would have been a, a, the church, the worship center. The centurion. Then Jesus went with them. Verse six. And when he was now not far away from the house, the centurion sent friends to him saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou should have entered under my roof. Now that's interesting because after the centurion had sent the Jewish leaders, now it's the scriptures are saying um, in verse 6, saying that the centurion sent friends to him. I guess close confidence to the centurion, which was probably Roman, Roman um, descent. We don't know. However, what the scripture does say is that in verses one, one verse, they spoke of the, the centurion's characteristics. And now we're shifting from verse from one verse of the characteristics of this um, centurion to three verses of how he thought about himself. How did he feel about himself? He felt as though in verse 6 that he was unworthy. He was unworthy. Let's take a look at verse 6 again. See if we can pull out some more nuggets. It says, Then Jesus went with them, and when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself. Hmm, right there, he addressed Jesus as Lord which means uh, Adonai, which means Savior, which was possibly, what could possibly um, um, suggest that this centurion believed in the, the, the faith of the Jewish leaders. And he felt as though that he was not worthy. So it's interesting that his position as a Roman um, citizen and a Jewish citizen, there have been some conflict between the two. Um, it could have been, uh, in our day, a race issue. It could also state that some of the behavior that the Roman citizenship towards the Jewish nation could have been hostile 
or even uninviting. It could mean that as well. Um, after all, he was a centurion, and, and being a centurion, he had to be a commander. He had to have done some things that he was not proud or pleased of in his position. Just, just throwing it out there. And verse 7 says, Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. And I think that is where everything turns for the best for the centurion because if you read on it says that verse 9 says when Jesus heard these things he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people follow following him he says I say unto you I have not found so great faith no not in all of Israel. The centurion recognized his position. He humbled himself. Then he acknowledged that Jesus is Lord. He acknowledged that Jesus is supreme. Jesus is higher than him. Even though the scripture is specifically addressing that he is a centurion, one who is a ruler in Rome. So the centurion recognizes his position over Jesus authority, I mean under Jesus authority and he had addressed Jesus in saying through his friends, he's speaking through the friends that came that he would have he would have come to Jesus himself but because of the the appearance of a Roman citizen addressing a Jewish citizen or a Jewish citizen addressing a Roman citizen, he was honoring the respect between the two, but however, he acknowledging the authority of Jesus Christ. So Jesus marveled. It's very difficult for most of us to get Jesus' attention in such a way where we exonerate or we lift up such great faith in the presence of Jesus. I know I desire to. The Jewish leaders addressed Jesus for the plea of a centurion. Practical point number two says the kindness, generosity, and respect can overcome nearly any human barrier. So there was a barrier between the two cultures. Once again, we want to address the characteristics of the centurion. In verse 2, we see that a certain centurion's servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. The apostrophe on the, on the centurion would address that we're talking about the centurion, not Jesus. And verses three, we're seeing that uh, the centurion sent the, the Jewish leaders, which had a barrier between the two. Um, and verse four, we see that there is um, the the beginning of the characteristic of the 
centurion's character and verse 6 we see how the centurion thought of himself um, just let you know sometimes it's good that you speak for yourself and not allow somebody to speak for you amen but oftentimes we say in christendom that you know good works will speak for you amen so the centurion leads us to our third practical point we should always approach jesus in humility and in awe recognizing jesus authority is a major part of true biblical faith and i believe that that is what i take from it is how the centurion recognizes Jesus' authority. That's what marveled Jesus in my estimation. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. In verse 10, it says, And they that were sent, returning to the house, found the servant whole that had been sick. Hmm. He found him whole. Means he was in good health. He was sound. He was healthy. He was pure. He was uncorrupted. That's how they found the servant when they returned. Nothing delights our Lord so much as genuine faith in him. Jesus' timing in meeting our needs is always perfect even if we would prefer a different time frame. Jesus' timing in meeting our needs is always perfect, even if we would prefer a different time frame. I think it's best said, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. That's it. That's all I have for you today. God bless you.